Welcome to Eco-Friendly Homes, your go-to podcast for learning all things healthy, efficient, and eco-friendly in your home. I'm your host, Madison Hopkins, and I'm so thankful that you're here with me today. I'm a certified green real estate agent in Denver, Colorado, helping you live more sustainably by sharing tangible steps each month on how to reduce your home's emissions, save money, buy cleaner, build greener, and to discuss what an eco-friendly home could and does look like. If you're ready to work with me as your Denver-based real estate agent, email me, madison at movingwithmadison.com. And remember to hit subscribe so you can get notified every second and fourth Wednesday of the month when I release an episode on how to live more eco-friendly in your home. Now sit back, relax, grab your favorite tea, have one of your favorite cookies, and enjoy the show. This podcast episode is sponsored by Millennium Mortgage, your lending solutions for the place you call home. Hey, podcast listeners, and welcome back to Eco-Friendly Homes. Today, our guest is Matt Sandy, and he is the founder of a really cool sustainability-focused green-focused digital newsletter called Seedlings. And so it's obviously very appropriate of a name because seeds have to do with regenerative. There's a big movement for regenerative agriculture. So I think that's a very appropriate name. It's also like, I like it because it sounds like it's planting a tiny seed in the minds of the, the news readers. And so I found out about Seedlings through Instagram, and now I am subscribed to the newsletter. And it's really an amazing newsletter. So before I dive into that, I want to introduce Matt. Matt, thank you so much for being here on the show today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah. And so why did you start Seedlings? What are your goals with Seedlings? And and was I sort of right in thinking that the the name kind of comes from like a regenerative standpoint and wanting to sort of plant good things in people's minds and watch those good things blossom? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, thanks again for having me and hello everyone. Um, It's great to be able to, yeah, tell everyone a little bit about seedlings and what we're doing. So I, like historically, um, I'm a journalist and I spent a long time out in in South America writing for people like Time and the New York Times, mainly about subjects like the Amazon rainforest and other sort of environmental social issues. And that really was what led me and led us to, to doing seedlings in as much as we would always do these, you know, really interesting but sometimes also distressing stories about, about what was going on. And we'd always have friends and friends of friends reaching out to us on social media and other places saying, well, yeah, but what can we do? It's great to hear what's happening and it's important to hear what's happening, but it can really, you know, sometimes this sort of coverage can really lead to a sense of, of not feeling empowered, of, of, of feeling helpless and, and not, not knowing what to do. And this really was the kernel for, for, for why we created Seedlings. We wanted to create, we create a space where not only people could, you know, find out what was going on and feel inspired, but also give them something to do. And so, as you say, this is very much in the name itself, right? We felt that there's so much potential right now. The world in two, three decades is going to look so different than the world as it is now. And we really believe that's going to be positive in in so many ways. And so fundamentally what Seedlings is about is about, you know, creating that positive vision of the future, which sometimes, you know, we don't think exists in the news media as much as it could. And also, also projecting it and giving people, now we're obviously a very small company, a very small brand at this point, but, you know, giving people a way to, to be part of it. And I think that's fundamentally what Seedlings is about. 
Well, you said something I kind of want to tap into for a second, and that's the vision of the world in the next couple decades and how y'all at Seedlings definitely see that as a positive future. There's definitely so many times when I'm like, oh, wow. Yes. Mad Max is, is coming for us. And like <laughs> with the launch of meta, you know, I, I started listening to ready player one because so many people are referencing ready player one. So it's like, okay, well, I need to know what, what is this? But I was told do not watch the movie. So I'm listening to the audiobook. And it's not really a good picture that a lot of these things paint. And I think oftentimes we can see like why that picture is so vivid. But I, I also believe in like the beautiful picture of the next couple of decades. And I think it's really important that we share that message and and talk about it with other people and talk about it to people who don't agree with that. Or like even in, you know, sometimes I know we all see like the doom and gloom, but I also, I think it's strong to stay in that, that positive vision. So, yeah. And I think, I think our, your newsletter and my podcast are kind of similar in that sense. That is that we're both trying to share the message and educate people and teach them what's out there and expose them to new things that, you know, weren't in our field of vision before. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think from our perspective, like, it's not certainly we, you know, the world is a very complicated place and the world is, you know, at its most interesting when it's, when it, when it's complicated and we aren't, we aren't, you know, ever going to sort of, you know, try and sort of mislead people about anything. But I think, I think what you've touched on something that's really important there, and that is fundamentally a positive vision is something a lot of people can be excited by and a lot of people can can get behind and I think fundamentally it's got you know it's got the basis for really involving a lot more people and and exciting a lot more people and at the end of the day nothing is fixed right you know we can debate and we can debate what the world's going to be like in two or three decades and you can say one thing, I can say another, someone else will say something else. But the future is, is, is something that we, you know, at best that we create together, right? And I think, you know, the worst thing is to have, you know, people feeling down or depressed or thinking that there's something, you know, necessarily going to be worse about the future in the past, because there really isn't. And it's really something about what we can, what we can create together. So within your newsletter, Seedlings, I mean, y'all, y'all go through all of that and like y'all expose so many things that are happening from like companies to politics, to money, so many different things to different community leaders. I actually found one person. I was like, that's really cool. And I reached out to her, the eco rapper. She just, <laughs> she just looks hilarious. And I, I can't wait to connect with her crafting. I mean, so many different things. So what is y'all's process? Like, how do you go about finding so many different people to spotlight every week because it's not it's not like y'all just mentioned like a couple different things and like just kind of graze over it like your writers definitely know and I don't know if you're a writer for your mm -hmm. own newsletter but you definitely know what you're talking about oh yeah so I'm, I'm definitely a writer and seedlings is definitely my baby and one one of the luckily we have we have several great people who are really amazing in terms of finding finding stories and and writing stories now and and for me it's very much been a case of sort of stepping backwards and and and, and letting them do their thing there's all sorts of you know email newsletters out there you know that tell you what's going on in the world or or connect to interesting people and we really felt there should be something that was very focused on those who have or, or want to develop more of a sort of green tinge sort of view of the world so i guess fundamentally what we're looking to do is is find the most interesting stories and the most interesting people and the most interesting recommendations and, and put them all in one place 
and unfortunately there's no there's no magic wand <laughs> there's no magic wand to do that it just involves looking through like a lot of interesting stuff and a lot of interesting things and finding out um what we think has a particular resonance for us and and for and for our audience i think we we sort of define sustainability very broadly you know we say it's not only about our relationship with the natural world it's also about our relationship to each other and it's also about our relationship to to ourselves that's fundamentally what you know living sustainably in the wider sense is about and i'm really glad you find those stories and those people interesting because yeah it just takes a lot of a lot of sifting to to produce that yeah i mean i know like for me sort of finding podcast guests is it's not really something that i i put like my mind's focus on I don't focus on it too much it just kind of I kind of just let it come like if I find something really interesting if someone refers me to something if I reach out and that's worked out really far but y'all have so many that you do a week and I I can't even imagine what all you what all you find and go through and on all the people that you connect with um but I did reply to one of your seedling newsletters and Juliana got back with me and invited me into the Slack group. And before we hit record, you mentioned that participation and community is a really big pillar for y'all right now. So, so tell us a little bit about your Slack group, if you will, and the kind of what goes on there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, mean, I think from, from our perspective, when we create seedlings, we never just wanted to create a newsletter, interesting and useful as that might be. Because, you know, fundamentally, I think if you're looking to create a brand in the space and you're looking to sort of solve, you know, work out how to how to solve problems for people, you know, it's a lot about what we can do ourselves individually, all of us. And it's a lot about who we can become together. It's not just about what, what we create, what, 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 what Seedlings creates. And so, yeah, we, we, we've got the community on Slack and it's really sort of, it's, it's us sort of, you know, first firstly it's us sort of building seedlings and everything around that and all you know our community members from all around the world really contributing one of the most exciting things we've got at the moment is we have our first few sort of seedlings chapters at a few different college campuses in the u.s where we have teams of seedlings basically who are doing you know more or less you know similar things to, to, to what we initially did when when we launched last year so obviously creating content on by email and on instagram and also running green careers events, green challenges, you know, between fraternities, sororities, et cetera. All these sort of, you know, fun ideas. But rather than it just being us, it's a matter of there being, you know, lots of different chapters. At the moment, on a few college campuses, we hope to grow there. We're thinking about high schools, workplaces, I don't know. But fundamentally creating these real sort of in real life sort of communities that share seedlings values and are connected by our, by our wider network. That's very cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. So it sounds kind of like it helps it helps you find new things that you wouldn't have found before yeah i mean hopefully i mean i think at the end of the day you know i think i think at the end of the day like we you know where do we you know why are we all here where do we want to go and it's about it's about actually doing things and, and becoming who we want to become right so i mean our vision for seedlings in the end is that you know maybe you first encounter your seedlings chapter in in high school and start creating content there, become more aware of all these different issues. And then maybe a connection with the Seedlings Network helps you in terms of, you know, getting into college or, and then you go to college and, and you get involved more and maybe Seedlings helps you get a job in the green sector, whatever, whatever it is, these sort of, sure. these things, you know, obviously yeah. content, obviously content is important as well, but like the idea of, of really being able to enable people to, you know, really make progress in their lives and also make the world a greener place is, is really sort of enchanting to us. 
I like that. That's very cool. And so how long ago did you all start doing the community campuses with within seedlings? Oh, right. was that so, like part of your initial launch? Was that always in the plan? It Well, yeah. So right after, our, so we launched about, about a year ago initially. And okay. our, our first, so very early, we started out with a, a campus uh, ambassador program. And so, right. So from, even though it was, it, was, it was a major sort of lockdown sort of this time last year, we had sort of campus ambassadors at various universities, UC Berkeley is where we started first, but various other places as well. And at that point, it wasn't quite the same as it is. Now it's more like, you know, let's spread awareness of seedlings, basically. There's nothing more ambitious than that. But we noticed right away that there was a lot of enthusiasm for seedlings. A lot of, I, I think even though, you know, even though we, we are sort of very new and we and just launched, I, I think the most gratifying thing was people could see the sort of, see what we were aiming for, if you see what I mean, and, and, and see the potential in terms of what we were creating. And I think that led us to think, well, actually, yeah, watch, you know, we've also experimented with, you know, many, many things in the past year, but that lets us think there's something more interesting there and something, yeah, something much more sort of community focused. Nice. And then, so you said you launched that a year ago. So how long had you been thinking about this before you kind of decided to switch and how, how did you kind of switch into your own seedlings company, your own, your own newsletter, your own journal? Okay, so we had we had a previous company which was focused, as I say, a lot on sort of content out of South America. So, for example, we'd work with uh, Time in the New York Times on sort of content about the Amazon, or we'd work with tech companies on use cases in South America, or we'd work with NGOs on investigations, those sort of things. And basically, and I'm sorry, real quick, Matt, you're you're saying we. So, like, is this you and like someone else that you work pretty closely with? Yeah. So, so we have we always had a small team. And that team was initially focused on the old business. So Juliana, for example, who's our community lead now, who who you you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. played a key role in the old company as well. Some people have come across, some people haven't. At this point, we have a few people sort of dotted dotted around the world. And so, yes, basically all the, in the nutshell, all the work we did or nearly all the work we did in the old company was based on field work. It was based on going out and talking to people and researching things sometimes in their remote places. And so, as you can imagine, when March 2020 came around and the world went into lockdown, that gave us um, a pause in terms of the work. And that that was when we started thinking. We'd done a lot of the reporting on the Amazon in, in 2019, um, but once 2020 came around, we started to think, well, actually, let's have a real sort of brainstorm, blue sky thinking on what we want to achieve and how we want to achieve it. Do we want to continue working with other sort of big companies to distribute our work or do we want to try and create a brand of our own and, you know, have this have this really sort of powerful direct connection with with audience, with community and sort of do something, you know, where we sort of try to be more sort of innovative. So yeah, to answer your question, it was, it was during 2020 that mm-hmm. we first came up with the idea, but it was sort of in terms of actually launching it and sort of committing to, you know, spending a lot more time and, you know, working out, what it will evolve and, and how to grow it's been yeah it's been about a year that's very cool so I you mentioned that at the beginning that you had been writing for companies sort of in that field work area but I didn't realize that that was with the same people who you are working with now that's really cool that y'all have that sort of really solid foundation with each other yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's really good I mean I think we, we were just we were always very lucky so we were also based in Brazil and we had some really, really great people working with us. And, and obviously, you know, we've expanded and changed since then. But obviously, yeah, it's, 
it, it's it was the team that came up you know like fundamentally wasn't it was never just me who came up with the idea for seedlings you know it's it was it, several of us and so it's fantastic to be able to sort of yeah to continue doing it together nice and so what is one of your favorite parts about seedlings these are these are my two very similar questions is your favorite part about seedlings and what do you think the community's favorite part is Um, Or maybe like the most beneficial thing to the community. And that could be what you kind of already talked about. Is it like helping people kind of reach new heights and go into different spaces that they, they wouldn't have thought about before, but yeah, I'll I'll leave it there. Yeah, that's a good question. So my favorite part about seedlings, or at least as a seedlings reader, I guess it's different, you know, obviously when you're involved in it, but like my favorite part is when you just come across a story which is almost, I guess this is the news journalist in me, right? When you come across a story that's almost sort of unbelievable about how, I don't know, how, you know, there's going to be a 20-story building made out of bamboo and this is totally possible and safe and, and, and incredible. Something that you really sort of are amazed is true. And I think that is sort of, I guess, the story element of seedlings for me. I, I kind of think like, I can't obviously speak for the whole the whole community and I think people like people like different things about it I think I think more often than not it's it's a lot you know people sort of value seedlings as very much about being you know a safe space and as I say that's not you know, necessarily always assaulting people with sort of relentless, unjustified positivity, although we obviously very positive minded. But it's it's a lot about, you know, I think if you go into if you go into social media, if you go into the traditional news media, if you go into other spaces, there's a lot of sort of sources, I guess, sort of trying to assault you one way or another. If, if that's not too aggressive language, it's like there's a lot of incentivization of the creation of anxiety right you know so it does we, you know, kind of feel like an assault sometimes yeah, yeah it's very abrupt it's very I've started to think about things as oh, like Pandora's box because you never really know when you open like a social media app or when you open mm-hmm. um, a website or anything with the ads on the website everything's kind of like a Pandora's box you never really know what's waiting for you and that can be very jarring and a lot of the times it's not it's not helpful or help healthy things either so yeah yeah and I, and, and I think it's there is the fundamentally the incentivization of something that gets someone's attention by any means if you've got a social media feed that people are scrolling past hundreds of things then there's a any you know anyone or any any organization thinks well you know we need to get someone's attention and so there needs to be a strong emotion there and it's not to say that's always sort of anger or always anxiety it can be positive emotions as well but there's a amongst amongst you know many of the sources of things being created including the you know including traditional you know reputable news media it's like we need to get people's attention and I think we're, I guess we're sort of lucky-ish in terms of ceilings because we're looking to build something sort of deeper. As I say, it's a lot, a lot, a lot about sort of person-to-person, you know, genuine sort of community interaction. But it's also the fact that even just being a newsletter, okay, it's still looking for your attention alongside, you know, to open it alongside many other things you can pay attention to, right? But also, it's a bit more, it's a bit more serene. If we, you know, we know people like it, we know people get into the habit of opening it, and probably will anyway. You know, we don't have to sort of fight for their attention, fight for their emotion. And so, hopefully, I think that creates through its sort of nature and through its tone that you know, it's this is this is going to be somewhere that you can trust um, with people that you can trust and people and and things that you like without necessarily feeling that you have to sort of walk the gauntlet of 
you know, of, of some other sort of spaces on the internet. Yeah, building trust with your people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. So what has been one of your most favorite stories that you've come across or companies or people? Because it, I, I really wanted to ask you that since you mentioned like some things that really just kind of blow your mind is what you like about it the most. I'm trying to think what my what my absolute sort of absolute favorite seedlings, absolute favorite seedlings story. For, for some reason, I've, I've got in my head the one about the one about blimps, about about using blimps, about how a company developing blimps as a as a as a as a form of um as a form of passenger travel which may not be like you know fundamentally like replacing air travel in, in in totality anytime soon but it's these sort of really sort of curious wacky stories that really sort of they really sort of bring it home for me so someone was trying to use a blimp to replace airplanes is that yeah so, so, yeah this, this is actually happening i think i think it's in the uk and it's only for sort of short distances and sure. it's not going to get you there in like supersonic speeds but yeah uh, it's just sort of these sort of like because the thing is, once you delve into like all the different sort of things that are going on, all the different sort of startups, all the different creators, all the different innovation that's going on, it's really quite incredible what's out there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am thankful for your newsletter because I've definitely been wanting to find more incredible things. And I'm very thankful that now they're just easily in my inbox and I can just mm-hmm. read them. What do you send them out once a week? Um, it's three times a week at the moment. Um, oh okay. Well, and I'm just I, I, be on every single one of them. <laughs> oh really? Okay. I, I'm 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 interested. I'm interested from your point of view. Like what? I I always ask people this about like what is the most sort of valuable thing for you in particular about seedlings. I think just your overall mission and like your overall content because I am not an inbox reader. I do mm-hmm. not read the things in my inbox. Most of the time I delete them mm-hmm. and I will spend, you know, a good amount of time every week or every month or so often just deleting all the things in my inbox or not my inbox, but in my like promotions or social box. But there are some times when I come across things in, in those folders that are just really helpful. And sometimes I do sign up for them or like purchase them or whatever to them. And, you know, but I'm very picky about it because I think mm-hmm. that like what goes into my brain is, is, is sort of maybe precious in a way. Like I didn't have a TV for a really long time and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a news consumer. Sometimes I feel like this kind of leaves me outside of the social awareness bubble like things that i'm really bad at trivia is what i is what it boils down to (laughs) i'm bad at trivia i don't know random facts about things but i think it sometimes gives me a little bit more sense of peace in my sort of day-to-day life hopefully not ignorant bliss but just genuine like peace but so when my biggest part for seedlings like what i value out of it i think is definitely just the overall news aspect of it like here are good things that are happening in the world and here are things that I am interested in and the first time I got seedlings in my inbox I was like "Eh, I'll about I'm just gonna kind of glaze over it and then I told myself no actually read it because there's like probably some really good stuff in here and I did read it and I'm really glad that I did because it was very informative and I, I thought it was really cool So like I said earlier, y'all didn't just kind of give me like a couple like hot topic sentences like that are going to buzz feed me 
through the mm-hmm. rest of the article in the first couple sentences or paragraphs, you know, it was actually genuine good things. And yeah, so that's, there's my answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. I, I think, I think, yeah, it's interesting because like a lot of people, obviously there's the, you know, content by email is becoming more and more of a thing these days, mainly because I think it's, it, you know, as you say, it, it can be, it can be, even though there's a lot of nonsense in all of our inboxes it can be it can be a good way of connecting and once we sort of you know if it's something that we know we we find value in and we build the habit with it can be really sort of it can be it, it, it can be a useful thing but as you say it, it does take that initial sort of jumping off you know do I really need another email do I want to try this you know what's it like but I mean I think we've been lucky enough to find you know with a, with a whole range of people that it's something that yeah it's something that does work I mean if I as one of your subscribers can be a subscriber someone who, like I said I'm very adverse to these things when when someone reached out to me on your team from Instagram and was like hey this is seedlings we're a mm-hmm. newsletter we talk about good things positive things whatever it is that they said to me mm-hmm. you know the fact that I can say yes and be like I don't usually subscribe to these things but the fact that this fits what I like in life and what I want to know more of. And so I think that's, that's really cool. So if I, if I can say yes, because it fits what I want to know more of then everyone else can say yes to. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 well, I'm, I'm the founder of Seedlings. So I obviously would urge people to, to give it a go. You can sign up at seedlings.media. It's totally free and you can unsubscribe at any time. If you, if for any reason you you you, you don't like it, so so fundamentally, yeah, we, we we urge people to give it a go and and and, and yeah, and, and see what they think. Yeah, and before we kind of like conclude, I I do want to talk a little bit more about. So you said building trust with people is a really important thing for for news and websites and everything like that. So do you do you want to talk about that for a little bit, like t- building trust with your subscribers and what that sort of looks and feels like for you and like why why that is a valuable thing for you? Yeah, I think I think I do. And I think, you know, a lot of it comes down to the question of genuine connection. We obviously have norms about the way that we, you know, the, the way that we normally treat treat each other in real life and the way that we behave and 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 the things that we the things that we do and you know at worst in the online world those sort of things like those things fall apart and we you know we become distrustful or we you know we don't sort of you know we aren't able to sort of always sort of um, interact with people in in the way that we want and I think I think as we touched on earlier you know there's a lot of things that you know justifiably make us angry or the lot of things that might cause us anxiety and I think and a lot of those things happen in sort of, you know, with a degree of bad faith, which is to say, well, if we make someone angry, maybe they'll buy this. Or if we make someone anxious, maybe they'll come back to our news website and look at this. So I, th- I think in, as a starting point, there has to be a degree of trust that we are not going to, you know, abuse people's emotions, you know, in that way. It's not about, you know, taking someone on the high and the low and then hoping they'll, you know, do whatever we, you know, do what we want them to do it's about fundamentally a genuine even though obviously it's digital it's about a genuine form of connection and trust that this is you know this is something we've created and it, it serves this particular purpose and you know there's a community alongside it fundamentally you know among among people who sort of share those values and i think the thing about trust is that it's very easily it's quite hard one you know everyone can talk about oh we want to launch a community or we want to have these values or whatever 
and I think people rightly sort of take it with a pinch of salt a lot of the time because it's very easy to say these things and it's harder to it's harder to genuinely mean them and so I think from our perspective it's a lot about how do we you know how do we do that how do we live our values and whilst obviously continuing to survive and grow you know commercially and how do we how do we create a space that embodying that is sort of sufficiently distinctive and different given the sheer volume of sort of content and and you know things that everyone has you know available to them via their screens you know 24 7. Yeah I like that and I do feel like when I read seedlings that y'all yeah you're not it's not an emotional peak and valley so I appreciate the the peace that comes from reading seedlings to I'm maintain peace. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I hope yes I, I hope it gives those, I, I, I hope it gives those I, th- I think peace is a very interesting peace is a very interesting word isn't it because people talk about joy finding joy or finding happiness but really I think what we are all you know those things are always going to ebb and flow but what we can always aim for is is peace I, I think peace is a good word yeah well, thank you so much for being a guest on Eco-Friendly Homes today, Matt. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate your newsletter. And I look forward to reading more. Great. Well, I really appreciate, yeah. Likewise, you having me, you having you having me on. Hopefully, hopefully it's been hopefully it's been interesting. Yeah, it's been really great. It's also providing me with a very endless source of podcast guests. So. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad to be we're glad to be of assistance. Sure. I realized that I was like, all these people could be a podcast guest. (laughs) (laughs) And once again, everyone, that's seedlings.media. If you want to go and check out the website, learn a little bit more and subscribe. Yeah. And just one one more thing. We, so we, as I mentioned, we have these campus chapters and we have three amazing leaders who recruited teams at three campuses so far. And we're looking in the next month or so to expand to more. So if you do happen to be a student who is particularly ambitious and wants to get more into sort of sustainability and things like this and looking to be a leader, uh, yeah, by all means, uh, reach out and Matt at seedlings.media and, and we can talk about that as well. Perfect. Awesome. And I will add your email, Matt, into the show notes so people can reach out through there. And yeah, I love that. I love that you're expanding into the community. And if I was still in college, I would know exactly who to direct you to, but I'm not. So. of course of course no that that, that that was very much a long shot but you know there's no harm in mentioning it <laughs> yeah there are, i do have friends who are actually going back to school so I'll, I'll run it by them okay excellent thank you yeah well i hope you have a good day matt podcast listeners thank you so much for listening to today's show i really hope you learned something new from your go-to podcast on all things eco-friendly in the home I'm your host, Madison Hopkins, and I am signing off. If you would like to contact me, email me, madison at movingwithmadison.com. And remember to hit subscribe so you can get notified every second and fourth Wednesday of the month on how to live more eco-friendly in your home. And I will see y'all next time.